chapter seventeen of pussy black face the story of a kitten and her friends this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. pussy black face the story of a kitten and her friends by marshall saunders chapter seventeen the mischievous guinea hen after dinner della and mary went out on the front veranda and after mrs gleason had given me something to eat i trotted after them there were two hammocks on the veranda and mary was swinging in one and della in the other how old are you the farmer's little girl was asking as i arrived twelve said mary and i'm thirteen returned della i'm going to tell you a secret just between you and me and pussy there she added looking down at me as i walked under her hammock very well said mary excitedly what is it you're going to be my second best friend i've got a best one but i guess i can pass her on to another girl then i'll have you for the first best that's lovely said mary i'll be true to you and you'll be true to me we'll have to write our names in gore murmured della in a blood-curdling voice in gore repeated mary who's gore yours and mine you take a pen and scratch your arm then when the blood comes you get a pen and write your name and your best friend's name on a piece of paper then you fold it and wear it in a little silk bag round your neck next your heart we never do that in boston said mary in dismay and i wouldn't scratch anybody's arm with a pin for the world why you might get a germ in it what's that inquired della a germ is a microbe i think replied mary and what's a microbe i fancy it's a bacillus and what's a bacillus i don't know said mary frankly only it's something that might give you scarlet fever or smallpox or diphtheria or measles or lots of diseases no della you must never scratch yourself with a pin if you just have to take a splinter out of your hand hold a needle-point in the flame of a candle before you stick it in you that kills the disease germs why i must be full of diseases said della in a queer voice i stick a pin in myself every day of my life of course there are little healthy germs in us pursued mary that fight the unhealthy ones there's always a battle going on or else we'd all die right off of some disease is that why i feel so queer sometimes inside of me continued della i don't know i dare say it is replied mary i'm not much of a doctor i hear mamma and papa talking about these things della looked thoughtful but made no answer as she was watching a man drive into the yard after jumping from his wagon he lifted out a box and put it on the back doorstep that's bill seaforth said della he wants to see daddy i guess and she sprang out of the hammock and ran to the kitchen door mary and i followed more slowly hello mr seaforth said della how are you oh i'm whippin the cat he said easily how's all your care whipping the cat i repeated in a shocked voice to aunt tabby who was sitting on the doorstep what does he mean it's just a country expression she said he's always saying something queer 
but it was della who was saying the queer thing now we're all stubbin along she said cheerfully i could not help smiling it sounded like tai chus is your pa above ground pursued the man no he's in the barn cellar said della beddin the pigs i'll resurrect him said mr seaforth he owes me two dollars for them two hawk guards oh the guinea hens said the sharp young della who seemed to know all her father's business do you s'pose bill seaforth that they'll actually scare the hawks well if we ain't all black liars up on the little purple hill they do drawled the man denno says it's all bosh remarked della however i'll tell pa the man did not seem at all offended with her and she hurried to the barn in a few minutes mr gleason appeared and seizing the box and followed by the man he made his way to the hen-house mary who was delighted with this new happening followed closely behind and i kept at the heels of her pretty boston shoes della wore brass-toed ones arrived at the hen-house the farmer called us all in closed the door and let the guinea hens out mary was convulsed with amusement it seemed she had never seen any creatures like this before and her fascinated eyes followed them as they went round and round the hen-house uttering plaintive little cries and walking with mincing steps like two little old women they looked as if they had little gray shawls on said mary oh how queer they are what tiny heads ain't as brainy as hens said the man who had brought them and they wonder powerful you'll have to keep em in limbo for a while they all stood for a long time watching the guinea hens i used to marvel at the amount of time everybody had in the country nobody hurried and yet they worked for a longer time each day than the people in boston finally the man got his two dollars and went away and mary della and i went back to the hammocks serena was very much interested in my account of the guinea hens she wasn't going out much those days she kept indoors except at night when she took a little walk all about the barn this particular evening she stole up to the hen-house to see the guinea hens and when the time came for them to be out as they had become wanted to the place she used to lie under a clump of rose-bushes and watch them their actions interested her very much they trotted all round the house the barn and the carriage house only stopping occasionally to eat they're humbugs said serena i've seen a swift hawk take two chickens to-day when the guinea hens were only a few feet away from him they never opened their beaks and he wasn't a bit afraid of them there he is coming back meow meow i said loudly and i ran toward mary who had thrown herself on the grass at the side of the house and was reading a book she looked up the bird soaring overhead appeared in the distance like one of della's blue homing pigeons that nested in the loft of the carriage house when it came near we saw it was larger than a pigeon like a bullet it dropped over an unsuspecting mother hen seized one of her baby chickens and bore the dear little thing up in the air with its legs dangling helplessly mary burst into tears and tried to find della i hate those guinea hens said serena contemptuously you just lie down here beside me sister and watch 
you have seen one of their sins of omission now find out one of commission i didn't know what she meant but i crouched down beside her she was much nicer to me since the downfall of her pride and i really enjoyed being with her now she went on keep your eyes on the smaller of those old maids i always laughed when she called the guinea hens the old maids for with their little prim ways and gray tippet-like feathers they certainly did look like bachelor hen girls just see how one of those little wretches is persecuting that lovely big rooster said serena viciously i could not help smiling dear serena i said it is impossible that that small hen should worry that huge wyandotte you just observe she said decidedly and i did observe the hen apparently trotting aimlessly round the backyard and the wood-house and the young orchard was really all the time in pursuit of the wyandotte the rooster kept so far ahead that no one but ourselves suspected the mischief she was doing i've watched her for two days said serena she just trots after him it makes him nervous and he keeps going sometimes he gets so exhausted that he lies down she'll kill him if someone doesn't notice what makes her do it i asked of my wise sister i don't know she said in a puzzled voice just mischief i fancy why doesn't he stop and beat her i went on he could do it in a minute she has got more brains than he has said serena i don't care if her head is small she is his master i'd like to punish her i said angrily i love that big wyandotte he is so noble and generous about the hens he hasn't talked to them for two days said serena i too like to hear him say come girls as he led them down to the meadow for worms i can tell you how to get ahead of her blackface if you will i'd do it myself only i don't want to attract attention how i asked eagerly get up and travel after her till someone notices you if you take to chasing you'll be remarked my blood was boiling at the meanness of the guinea hen why didn't she go play with her sister instead of chasing the poor wyandotte so i gladly adopted serena's suggestion and started in pursuit of the little miscreant keeping about three feet behind her she didn't like it and kept looking over her shoulder but i didn't care i kept on trotting but i got terribly tired for we went for an hour before any one but serena noticed us my sister lay under the bushes encouraging me by kind glances whenever we went near her but the poor wyandotte in his despair led us a dance all over the place and we seldom got near the rose bushes strange to say the first one to notice us was mr dinville like most men brought up in the country he was a very shrewd observer about the middle of the afternoon he came out of the house to get a drink from the old well where he said a moss-covered bucket had hung when he was a lad on the farm there was a fine pump in the kitchen now but he always came for his drinks to the well that he had had cleaned out and equipped with a sanitary drinking fountain after he had satisfied his thirst his eyes roamed over the meadows and the pasture and the hills in the distance all of which were visible from the high land at the back of the house i saw his lips form the word beautiful 
the wyandotte was just sprinting down from the barn to the chipyard mr denville barely noticed the three of us as we tailed by but when after leading us round the house and the old orchard back to the side door the wyandotte made again for the well mr denville gave us a puzzled glance i threw him an appeal over my shoulder as we went travelling up to the spring where the trout lived it was not a very hot day but there is no fun in running when you don't want to and i was getting tired mr denville took the hint and followed us when we got back of the barn the wyandotte flopped and lay with his beak open and his eyes shut guinea stood patiently watching him i hissed at her but she didn't care just as the poor rooster was rousing himself preparatory to a fresh start mr denville arrived on the scene when we started again he joined us and calling to mary and della he had them come too serena hasn't much sense of humor but i could see she was nearly killing herself laughing under the rose bushes della understood almost as quickly as mr denville had done mary was mystified della and mr denville put their heads together and soon the chase was over guinea was caught and held firmly while della went to rummage in her mother's work-basket mr denville took the empty spool and made a little clog this he fastened to guinea's leg then he set her down the poor rooster who was thankfully reposing under a tree started up as soon as he saw her coming but she did not pursue every step she took the little clog flapped against her leg she would stop to look at it and the rooster would stop to see why she wasn't coming dear little mary just shrieked at the guinea hen's foolish actions she was so boisterous in her mirth that soon she had all the family out in the back yard the men were coming home from work and i think guinea was well paid for her unkindness everybody made fun of her and finally she slunk away very quietly and climbed to the top of an apple tree there is a wild streak in guinea hens and they hate hen houses della petted the rooster and gave him a special supper from the farm table next day he came out of the hen house refreshed from a good night's sleep and led his girls gaily down to the meadow his head was up he stepped high guinea was so taken up with her clog that she never noticed him she had something to do now that kept her active mind out of mischief and later on when i got acquainted with her i found she was quite a nice sort of a creature as fowls go there is good in every created thing even mischief guinea hens End of chapter seventeen